Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome everybody to the Tommy and Hector show with Larita Blewett. This is Inter Mullingar. Let the dogs be barking at the chickens until it's time to hit the Protestants, as my father used to always say as we were leaving the house. It's a dirty old day. Oh. Dirty, dank. But you were giving out about it. I, this kind of weather is okay. perfect for running. You go out. It's perfect for running. come back run- here in a half an hour and you drive around Galway, drive through the motorway and come back out here and say, ah, it's not a bad night morning. So it's do you rotten. To, no, you see, Tommy doesn't have to move for this podcast. Uh, it's a Louisa. stink, stink, stink Tommy morning. doesn't see it because he's within the confines of his house he's all morning. He's after coming out of his house slippers, his house shoes. And so uh, his if Tommy's in the house all morning, who is it that drops the daughter to school in Salt Hill? Oh, she probably was. And she Tommy, probably that's only a mile. That's a mile and a half. We're after coming 50. I leave the house to, for, the, for, for the school drop at 23 minutes past 8. And, and I get back were... at 5 past 9. Okay. It's a 40 minute drive. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm not. So I am out I won't it. dispute the fact that you, you might do a school run. Lorita, can you, can you tell us this morning the, um, the challenge you face on a podcast morning? I, I, I have to say, nearly, I'd say nine out of ten mornings, it's been raining coming to go out. So just to. Yeah, that's, a, a, that's no one's respon- here's responsibility. It's always though. raining and go away, is my point. And I left Mayo, wasn't that wet, came up the N17. Raining, 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 raining. Got on the motorway. You're like an Alwyn on Joe Duffy. No, I want about the snow. No, on Tommy, the I want could, to hear this. Could yeah, hardly yeah, go see again. the car in front of me with the rain. I, that's what I want to hear. Were your wipers on full? Full blast. Oh, Does your car not have the uh, wipe, wipers that come that the windscreen decides itself when the head when the wipers are to come on? It does, but that's yeah. what I mean. It was on the full time because it was raining so heavy. I could barely see the car in front of me. Couldn't really go fast. Took ages to get here. Lovely. Ugh. You had time to think. <clears throat> Meanwhile, Tommy Coffee here has had his coffee. It's lovely and warm. Did it probably did a crossword? I am living in Clare There's only one woman on the crossword this morning, Rita, and it's you. <laughs> Took me, I, I left the house at 20 past six this morning to come seven miles into Galway, <laughs> and I got here at 10 past 10. Honestly. Do you know, Pop into, what's the name of that silly old shop you have in Clare Galway? Centre is it? <laughs> that, that, did, you, did, you, did you pop in there for bread? You're a and milk. 
Remember, does, hang on a second. Hang on. He's just after calling one of the staple shops of the country. <laughs> if where would we be out with set? Where would the country be without Centra? Thank you, Super Value, for looking at the sponsorship in the future for our show. Clairgo is nothing but a couple of housing states gathered around the Centra. That's what it is. Around the church, it is. Now, Tommy, Clare Galway originally was a handball alley and the, the castle and the friary and the abbey. And yes, it did. It grew up around that. But now it's really grown up around Centra. Build a supermarket <laughs> and they shall come. I mean, where would we be without the Centra? If you think, I think the statistic is... We had no Centras growing up. We had a spa. Had you? I think we had a spa, did we? No, there was no, no spa No, just a Navin. local corner shop. Navin was, Dunn stores down, Dunn stores was the be all and end all. And then when Tesco's came to Navin, there was a queue for six days and there, six nights outside. There was death in the streets. Riots. <laughs> there was riots trying to get down the shop. They used a lot of the footage from the Navin riots for the for the RTE, for the to talk about Reeling. the LA riots. Reeling there was in the a, ears. There was a truck driver from Slade who was pulled it off the truck <laughs> and bet to death. Bet to death on Tribgate Street. <laughs> You're not fucking coming here at your fucking Tesco cunt! <laughs> and... <laughs> They buried him in the round tower out in Dunmore. Well, That's we, did, a fact. we didn't have that problem in Knockmore. We just no had shops. one shop. Bartering. One shop. Tony Handley's, it was called. In the corner shop in Knockmore. Tony the, Handley. Tony. It's not. And, what, Han, what, it's Corcoran's now, but it used to be Tony Handley's. What a great the co- name. The, the, the Corcoran's taken over, did they buy it? They did, they bought it, yeah. Oh, what happened to Tony? Tony died. He, oh, a lot of mercy on him. Yeah, he couldn't God keep it going Tony. Tony, was, Tony was a great servant in Knockmore. Tony Handley, huh? we've discussed tattoos and we might get to it on the podcast uh, at some stage but I, I, I just remembered I was in Bali and we were shooting the Asian series and it was an absolutely magnificent place Bali have you ever been in Bali? No Tommy? No and it's funny a lot of Irish people would use Bali as a stop off on the way to Australia but it's a it's a paradise island it is uh, tropical. It is beautiful. There's yoga retreats. There's big beaches. It's it's spectacular. It's surfers, the Aussies love it. And when you're over in a place like that now, do you get? A, do you think you get a chance to relax there, or when you're working, is it too? Are you too focused on the work to be able to get a real sense oh, of the no, place? Oh no, no. I, I think we have it. Like it, it would be eight, seven or eight days there. We would fill them for four or five, and then have a day off and oh, try okay. and, and try and relax. So we. Um, and try and take in the sights and, and the surf and get in the water and do all that sort of stuff. But we got picked up in a high ace van in the airport in Bali and it was absolutely caking hot. Three Irish lads sweating. And we got into the back of the high ace and it was like sitting in a lounge seat in a pub. And uh, it's just sticking to it. Our, our driver was Darta, Darta. And he kept on saying, harmony, boys, harmony is what life is all about. So that was the whole ethos of the trip, harmony, and getting into the, the highest for seven days. So to finish the show, David Beckham had wore a sarong. Oh, yes, remember It was around that. the time Beckham had come out wearing a sarong, which is a Balinese-type skirt. Yes. So I said to myself, why don't I wear a Balinese-type skirt? I said it to Roscoe. Uh, we'll buy it off one of the beach vendors on the beach and I will take it off naked and Roscoe can follow me into the water as the end of the show under the sunset. So Roscoe said, yeah, that's cool. So I said, okay, but even we'll push it out further because on the beach there's loads of these henna tattooists. Mm. You like a tattoo? You want a tattoo? Would you like a tattoo? So <clears throat> I said, why don't I get the henna tattoo, the name of the show, on my bum? A moo. Sanosh, Amu Sanosh, one on one cheek, Sanosh on the other, to let go, to lose yourself, to get lost in Asia. Amu was the, the chain of series I was doing. 
So I said to boys, that's a great idea. So we pulled into the car park of the Hard Rock Hotel, it was about 32 degrees centigrade. And the boys went down to the beach to find a henna tattooist while I was getting myself ready to get a tattoo on my arse. So the boys arrive back up to the Hard Rock Cafe car park and I'm baking and there's no aircon and the doors are open in the high ace. And then this little land, ma- man called Freddie comes up and he's like, hello, hello. And, he's like, and he had a little sort of a bag with him. He says, Freddie, this is Hector. I see how that's great. Freddie, you make a hand of tattoo for us, yeah? Right. Um, he said, yes, no problem. Where do you want it? I said, okay, Freddie, I want it on my arse. Here's, <laughs> here's the writing. So I'd written it out on a piece of paper for him. So then the boy said, he said, yeah, no problem. This take one hour at least. So the two boys went off for a swim. Meanwhile, I'm trying to get comfortable in the back of a high ace. How do they do a henna tattoo? They, it's 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 a little pen. It's a pen thing. With, it's it, they scrape it in and. Uh, oh right, it's not, it's not just like a. And no, it stays for a while. They don't just paint it like it's sc- half it's scraped, it's half scrapey, penny type thing. Wow. It stays for a few months. So I'm there. Is this a good idea? So I was there. Will I put my arse? Will I lie on the passenger seat with my arse out, or will I get into the back and just take down my pants and lie looking out the back door of the highest? So I I take down my. Boxers, I take down my swimming shorts and he comes in through the front of the, the van and then he gets in through the two seats and then he set, he nestles himself down and I have the doors of the high van open and I'm above and I, I've got my arse like cocked. that cocked so then he starts he goes okay you ready so he starts off and moo and then about 50 minutes later the boys come back and he's still on one side of the arse so at this stage wow. I'm like, this is ridiculous lads what is happening I can't see it I'm sweating I am absolutely oh. baking and he said well, no no nearly finished I said don't forget the father Amusan Osh Asia Osh and then I said Freddie by the way are you married he goes yes 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 eight children I said thanks be to God because he was down at the bottom of my ass. <laughs> <laughs> he was there, he was there. It was a sacred moment. He was there for two hours. So we finally finished the shot. Get it. Pay your man a couple of quid. I run over to the, the beach. I have the sarong on. Roscoe goes, action. I say, oh, Tong, well, it's Shinae O'Bally. Oh, it's all in paradise. Then Scott and Shusanosh. Win my John Tanavas. Fake on show. Tong, Tong, on Ishka Glan. August, August, Te. August, an Ishlesh and Green, a Gold Chase. Slan, Gajian Chokdan, Jahogan, Eremus, and Osh, O'Bally, Mas Morgan, Magadi, O'Bally, Posse. And then I drop the sarong, Roscoe pans down onto my arse, and there's the name of the show, and he moves with me towards the water, and you can see the sun, the glistening of the water, and he's panning in on my arse, and then I just, and the red hair, and, and the gingerness of me, and, I, and the whiteness of me <laughs> on the beach in Bali, and I just dive into the water. What a beautiful thing. So. Finale. Three weeks later, we're in a hotel in Taiwan and we have a day off. And I'm there the night before. I'm scratching my arse a little bit during the night. Oh, lads. And I'm there going, I'm just uncomfortable. So we have a day off. I'm in the 25th floor of the Hilton in Taiwan, in Taipei. And I go into the toilet and just for a split second, I catch something. And I look and I go, what in the... Ne- What's that? What's that? And I turn it round. And my whole arse had gone into this rash. Right? And I'm there going, oh, Jesus Christ. And, I'm, 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 and now, now I'm completely naked. And I'm trying to look into a mirror and have a look at my arse. And I'm going, oh, what is this? It's this red raw infection all over oh. my... I was there going, Jesus Christ. Really itchy. And I ran in. I put on a pair of jocks. I ran into Roscoe's room. Roscoe, Roscoe, quick, 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 quick. He said, what's wrong, what's wrong? I said, excuse me, come here, come here. Next minute, drop me pants. And he goes, fuck, oh, Jesus Christ, what's that? I said, I don't know, what is it? He goes, it looks like you've an infection of the writing of your arse. And then he goes, hang on, hang on, I'll take a photo of it. 
So he takes a photo of my arse. My arse has now turned into a fection of a henna tattoo. Oh. A moose and all shall oh. turn into this raw, scabby, blistered infection. But it's in perfect writing. You can see the letters, but it's all infected. And he's there, man, that doesn't look good. And I said, but can you read the name of the show? Can you? <laughs> it's the name of the show. Yeah, he says you can read it all right. So I'm there going, oh, what the fuck is this? How the fuck is going on? My arse. Next minute, down to the hotel doctor. Next minute, the doctor. I'm in an office outside the reception area. Again, dropping down me pants, showing them my arse. This is, this is weeks after getting a tattoo. Doctor says, no, no, I think you need to go to hospital. 15 minutes later, I'm in Taipei on my day off. <laughs> I'm in the back of a car going to the hospital. I went to a dermatologist this, in, the, in, in the skin area, waiting in a waiting room. And next minute, I'm filling out passport forms and uh, insurance and all this. And then this lovely doctor comes out and she goes, yes, please. So we're going to this tiny little room with a, with, a, with a curtain pulled across. And she goes, hello, my name is Dr. Kim, whatever. And I, she goes, what, can I, what, what seems to be the problem? I said, are you a dermatologist? And she goes, yeah, yeah. Well, have a look at this. So I stand up. Again, I'm dropping down the pants again. And she, she goes, oh, oh, all right. I says, I said, and she goes, what, what happened? And I went, well, um, I got this, this name of, this is the name of my show, by the way. It's called A Moose and Hutch. It's with T.G. Catherine Ireland. And she's down on her hunkers at my arse looking at it. And then at that moment, I was saying to myself, it's a good job it wasn't called Beyond the Hall Door or something. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm trying to explain the name of the show to her. And she's down looking at it and, and, and taking samples of it. And she goes, no, 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 not good, not good, not good, not good. <laughs> they're going, I'm going home in two weeks time and uh, what is wrong she goes very bad very bad infection really bad she started she goes you need an injections you need some steroid injections and then we need to get some steroid cream in it so I had to have two separate injections one in each arse and then for about three weeks I had to put the cream on it and finally finally the name of the show disappeared from me whole <gasps> Mothers. <laughs> Mothers. <laughs> okay, all right. Will I go first? <laughs> How does it I feel? want to talk about one of the great words of our society and one of the great pillars of society and one of the great cornerstones of family. I'm bringing you down a fucking dark road and now I, here in a minute that we might not. And I want us, <laughs> and I, as I say, light the candle here. I want us to talk Nick about... Nick has gone into spasm again. <laughs> I want us to talk about, openly, about mothers. Mothers. Well, I think it's important to say that there's a lot of pressure on women. There's this kind of cliche in Irish society of th that all mammies are fantastic and that, you know, everyone loves their mother and there's no such thing as good as a mother's love. And I just want to register the fact there are some women out there who do not want to be mothers. And there are some women out there to whom and motherhood doesn't suit them at all. And they, they end up resenting their children and getting angry and fighting. And, you know, and as my own mother said to me, Tom, I wish I'd never had children. <laughs> so, there are, so there are some women who just don't. Yeah, I know. It, motherhood yeah, doesn't yeah. suit them. But and I think what happens is because there's no, there isn't a space in the culture for that to be, not celebrated is the wrong word, but for that to be acknowledged. There's a pressure on... To be the perfect mother. And and but, and but there's no there's nowhere for you to say, not only am I a shit mother, but I really hate it. 
Because it's not fucking easy. I'll tell you a story now. A yeah. woman, a woman related to me. Right. Uh, back the way, back the generations. Had, uh, she would have, no, so she left school, grew up in, say, Boyle in County Roscommon. Um, was taken out of school when she was 12 and uh, sent up to work up north in some kind of fancy house or in a factory or something like that. And, you know, back in them days, you had to find work for your children when they were young. And if you got them a job someplace, it didn't matter if they didn't like the fucking job or not. You went and their boarding was paid for, but they fucking worked. 12 years of age, sent off to this place anyway. At the age of about 17 or 18, a husband was found for her and she got married. Uh, she had three children and then ran away from home. So she would have been in her late 20s at this stage. Right. And ran away. Wow. Ran to London. Now, I, I'm left, mi- left them all. Left the children, the husband, just out the door one morning and fucking gone. And they'd never seen her again. So the husband wasn't having this. The shame of it, like. Back in them days, it would have been the 50s for mm. a fucking woman just to up and leave. And great great bravery on this woman's oh, part yeah. to go, I can't fit in this fucking box of a house. I can't, th- this life is not good for me. Mm-hmm. So she just fucking went. Well, the husband lost the plot. Husband went to her family and said, you better bring her back here and I don't give a fuck if it's roaring and screaming. Drag, drag the bitch back by the fucking hair if you have to. Oh my God. So, they didn't. He went to London, found her, brought her back and fucking more or less, you know, welded her to the fucking house and she had two other children and was the most kind of dynamically unhappy, raging is the wrong word, but kind of complicated, hurt, wounded creature. You know what I mean? And it's it, a fascinating story to me that, isn't it? Just yeah, the, of course. The of course. You could nearly make a <coughs> film out of that. You know, so it's just some women just aren't, that's why I'm, I don't, aren't born I, to be mammies, you know. That's the kind of thing. Mother, motherhood and mothers, it can't all be rosy in the garden. No, no, no. And it's an incredibly hard job. I know fatherhood is hard, but motherhood and mothers... Uh, you know that's if, I mean fatherhood is difficult but there's a there's a cultural if a if a dad fucks off it's happened before mm-hmm. you know he's you know and, and he that bastard he fucking what he just disappeared and you know and he left you here with the four kids and you've no idea where's what Arif fuck him you're better off without him you're yeah. better fucking off without him yeah. his, his bad fucking blood he's bad news to you and does he send any money what the fuck him fuck him Susan you're better off without him fuck him okay that's the story that the culture yes. is for heard it, yeah. you heard but the mother she did what <laughs> she left him she just but wasn't that fascinating that he was able to find her in London as well like I suppose in the 50s people there was only certain places you'd probably go and houses yeah, yeah. you'd stay in and what do you yeah. think of mothers? Larita, mothers. What's mother? What does mother mean to you? What's mothers? How would you describe mothers and mother? Any stories? Well, I had a mother. Yes. What? So, so that, no that was a positive start. No way. Well, yeah, I know. I lost my mother at Christmas, so it was a. Uh, it's still very hard to get your head around it, you know. 
you, you, you think that, and because she was sick, I got into a routine of taking her to the hospital once a month and to go and taking her to here and there. And so you got into that routine. It was just kind of gone like that, you know. But I think that, like, we're all lucky to have had, we had our mothers for a long time, you know, growing up. I always feel sorry for kids that are denied that by maybe sickness or whatever when mm. they're when they're young <clears throat> and they miss out on that. Like my little... I had a little neighbour who lost his mum when he was only three, you know, and like he has no memory of her, you know, and that's, yeah, but that, that, that mind of a he might, you know, that, oh, he's a fine young man. That might have bothered him, you know. A friend of mine said one time, I'm sure uh, it bothers him because he's he never had it, and I'm sure yeah, when he was at school, and he at used to age. say that when he, he was at <clears> school, <throat> all his friends were, you know, he just didn't mm. have that, you know. So a friend of mine said, is uh, in his mid to late sixties. And he said, the thing about being a parent is uh, you're and about getting ill and dying. He said, was that if you have the feeling that your kids will survive your death, then you can go. Mm. You know, if you're if you're of an age and your children are of an age where you think, Jesus, if I died now, they would be fucking destroyed. He yeah. said, that's very difficult. Yeah. But yeah. if yeah. if you have a sense of it'd be hard on mm. them, but they'd, they'd be fine, actually, when I die. You know, yeah, that's, yeah. it's much easier. Yeah, I've um. I lost, I've lost my mum and my dad. So the feeling of losing my dad is a completely other, is a, is a totally different feeling from losing my mother. Yeah, like home I, isn't the same, mother, you know. When, when my you're... mother, yeah, when my mother passed away only a couple of years ago, I felt a loneliness yeah. that I didn't feel when my dad had passed away. But yeah. at that, you had, when your mum died, loneliness. you'd become an orphan. And people don't, uh, adults, that's always a shock to an adult where they go, when both parents are dead and you go, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. It was a stark reality that it's just me and my brothers left. Uh, but I felt a loneliness that my mother, my mother was gone from this world. And I... I, I there's an emptiness there's, in the it, home, it, isn't there? Like there's It was a totally a void different there. feeling. There was more, I don't know, was it love? I don't know what it was. It was a boy thing as well. It was a son, my mother, my Irish mother, my mother, the mother of the house. The mum, my mum who did all for us, everything, everything she did was for the boys and that she was gone now. And I felt a totally different level of feeling and loss than I did when I lost my dad, which was totally out of circumstances. But I felt for an Irish man and an Irish boy and that son that I am to my mother, it was totally different. I felt lonely that she was gone and that we were on our own. Mm. Isn't that, is that? Yeah, uh, no, no, it did is. you feel that? Did well, like, you, uh, I haven't, uh, my mother used to do... My mother used to do all my ironing for me because I wasn't really good at it. So, like, I haven't had anything ironed since the 27th of December. <laughs> like, so, you know, that's the problem. But, like, there is a huge gap in our life since my mother died. Like, home, my dad's there and it's home and everything. But I find there's a coldness around home when she's not, when your mother's not there, isn't there? Because she creates what your home, what your home is. You know, the baking, the cooking, the, smell, the, the touch, warmth, the feel. The, you know, and I, for for a, for a girl or for a daughter losing their mother as how well. Is, how, what's that feeling like? Because it's 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 what, awful. I hate it. Is like, it this, yeah. be, would you be able to empathise with those words that I that you from a boy losing their mother? It's just, is it the same for a girl losing their mother? You know. Uh, yeah, I I mean I I don't know. It's it is awful, and I see my sisters have kids and. They miss that, you know, they miss her so much, you know, just from f for getting advice on their kids and, you know, all that sort of stuff. But 
And would both of you have a sense, what sense of your mammies would you have? In what way? In the sense that they're, they're, they're dead. So what sense of them now do you have of your mother's presence? Or well, is I've, there different, are you able to differentiate between your, the memory of your mother and an ongoing presence mm. of your mm. mother in your lives? Oh, I think there's a, my mother, and Tommy, you know, my, knew my mum well, but Christ, she was a strong woman, a West of Ireland woman, and I, 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 I it might feel silly, but I see bloody Robin Redbreast popping up and they come up to the bloody mm. window in my house and I'll be there. Do you know that silly thing that people say that that, mm. did, you ever, did you ever think of it? Uh, I don't get that and I, I wish I did or I wish I had that feel, feel that, like I, I, yeah, I nearly feel guilty saying it, but like I don't and I wish that it was there. You know, I don't, I feel like she's gone and I, I miss her, but I, I don't feel like if I talk to her, she's going to give me some sign back or, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't feel that. I wish I did, but I just feel like there's complete emptiness there and I miss her and she's gone and there's, there's nothing. I, of course, I've got great memories of her and she's left a great legacy with me and she brought us up so well and having respect for others and all of that. And I have all of that and I have all the memories and stuff. But I'm, I know. there's just a void there. That still she's, early, she's still early there, days. Yeah. Tommy, can I ask you then? Mm. And I know you. I didn't meet your mum too often. No, well, I, I never, I'm ne- I don't think I met, met her. Yeah. The thing, I, my experience would be very different from the Perry V's experience now in that my, my mother committed suicide. So um, for my mother, it was a thing of, it It wasn't so much, it was, I wouldn't say it was a relief, but it was, it was, or I wouldn't say it, it was expected. It at, wasn't? It was expected. It was. Okay. That at some stage, this was a possibility because she was in such kind of torment. So, for, and I'm, there are lots of people out there who's, who, and it's so strange when you hear of people who commit suicide in their, from, like my mother was 64. When a mother does it. Yeah, but there's, it, that there's, age group, that age bracket. Yeah. But you kind of, kind of, you kind of think that you've, you've made your peace with life. Yeah. You know, and, and that. you've that, got to grips with it, you know how to deal with it. Yeah, and that dark, dynamic struggle isn't there anymore. Yeah, so it's always a surprise when you hear, or, you know, John Foley, age 71, and he killed himself. You're thinking, what the fuck has happened? Mm. That, anyway, so with my mother, that process of uh, suicide is, can be the culmination of a process of estrangement. So you spend all of your life pushing people away. Mm-hmm. You know, so you're kind of, you're retreating into an isolation that that does, that doesn't include other people, you know. And um, so when my mother killed herself it was almost like it it wasn't a shock in the sense of someone that you're getting on great with and then they do it it's it's like this is a woman who struggled from the moment i knew her and it was all the time kind of with with great heart now and great warmth in her but just unable Mm. Unable to cope with stuff, you know. Well, like retreated, like almost. yeah, and so would you would have used different things as coping mechanism, different kind of substances and stuff like that, and just kind of pushing kind of. And her sister, my mother's, my aunt Anya, also committed suicide. Wow. So there's a kind of uh, you, and they talk about. I remember talking to somebody. Oh, was she about, younger when she did it? Or my aunt Anya, that was about twenty years ago, okay. and my mother was about ten years ago. So, um, and it's just a, uh, but what I have noticed is that. 
your relationship with people still goes on even after their deaths. So all, when someone has died, and even when they're alive possibly, part of your relationship with them is memorial. So you're remembering things and, and so say all you can call to mind are memories from your childhood that would be dark, but not dark in the sense of brutally violent or something like that, but just dark in the sense of maybe cold or you notice the way other fellas get on with their mothers and you think, Jesus, and, and it's only till you see it as a possibility that you realise that you're missing it. Yeah, yeah. You I know. You, yeah. Um, and uh, but what I've noticed is that, so I would have a particular memory of being my mother's son, you know. But I, I find that that, mem- that relationship is changing. So the older I get, I feel as if the more compassion I'm getting for her. Right, I get mm. you. Yeah. So the older I am, I'm kind of thinking, Jesus, whereas if you talked to me 20 years ago when she was alive, I, there could have been a lot of anger there. If you talk to me, uh, I, I remember, this is an awful thing, now, but I, I remember when she died, I, I remember noticing this feeling inside me, I'm not going to give her the satisfaction of crying. Mm. Do you know what I mean? That, 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 that's, that was building up in you for many, many years. Yeah, but, there, but that's, that's how kind of... But you were angry. Dynamic yeah, the, yeah. the relationship would was. Would you have struggled more then afterwards than say your siblings would have because oh, they no, may have had different no, relationships? We all felt the same way. The only difference was that the the girls shared something with my mother which was every now and again she'd cook with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but none of the four of us can really think of many warm memories. Of, of Motherly memories. Yeah, yes. and that, that that was just the nature yeah, of it. And yeah. we, we didn't miss it, you know. Yeah. So there was a lot of, we were, and we, we, the four of us find it very difficult to understand why we were so angry because we can't remember something specific. No. We can remember tiny little incidences, you know, but nothing How brutal. much of a struggle would it, was it for your mum to run a normal household and to do the normal things? And did she, was she, was she able to run a household and run a family? Like mothers are the multitasking of, of, yeah. of, of teenagers coming in from school, dinner ready, clothes washed, where's my football gear, what's this, can you give me a lift down here? Was she that type of mother? My sense of it was that she managed that up until I was about 16 and then then it just became hmm. more. Wow. So, so my, my brother who's nine years younger than me, he had a vastly different experiences. Uh, yeah, that's what I was wondering. Would he have had a different Because my, my mother kind of went into, went into a bit of a wow. free, free fall. Oh, okay, so he would have so seen he, it more. He, he got the dirtier, uglier side. Of it. I was gone and I was I was sent to boarding school when I was 16. I was fucking delighted to get out of the house. There was like a weight lifted. I was just gone, you know. Yeah. You know that, that's not my business anymore, you know. But I just, I've always uh, a phenomenal amount of love for my mother. Yeah, and yeah, and I, I suppose as you said, as you get older, then you're it's it's you kind of be, you learn to be more compassionate towards yeah. people. And God, the, the crater, like the dose that she would have yeah. suffered that much. Yeah, yeah. And, and that her know. sister died that way, yeah. and for her to die the same way. The power of the mind for her to decide that this was the option because there's. With mm. that suicide, which is pandemic at the moment, there's a million questions to be asked and the families that are asking them questions will never get an answer. I remember my friend's mum committed suicide as well and she said, like, the mother was buried before they actually, ex- you know, were not annoyed with her and not mm. angry with her for doing it. And it was only afterwards that mm. they thought... And how old is she? 
She would have been in her late 50s. Right, well, that's, it's always a shock, yeah. isn't it? And when it's your... Uh, yeah, it's like... Just, suicide doesn't care if you're 21, I, I un- 64, yeah, black, white, tall, thin, rich, poor. Suicide is that little switch. Yeah. And it's done. But, like, she she said, like, the whole funeral, they were just so enraged with her for doing it, you know. And was it a shock to them? Yeah. Well, she hadn't... She hadn't been well, as yeah, yeah. a great line in Ireland, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. the nerves are at her. Yeah, she hadn't yeah, been well, would. and uh, yeah, it, it, it. I suppose it's still a shock when it happens because it's the the reality of something so brutal happening in front of you, really. Like, and to the another thing about it is that the finality of it, nothing more will happen in that person's life. So you imagine them Yeah, as that you think you're having a bad day someday. You can always turn it around. And it gets better. Like a friend of mine did it when he, we were 18, mm. you know, and you just think, oh God, we were all, we all had bad times when you're 18 mm. and you've got stresses in your life that you think will never lift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, and I think about him often now of what he would be like and where he would be and he was always such a happy soul, you know, and you just think, God... Such a shame, like if any, I'm only saying this now because I've seen it on the television. But if anybody's affected by what we're talking about, yeah, uh, I think there are are plenty of organizations out there and uh, where you can get help. And uh, Lust for Life is a good and Brezzy's thing, but there are Pieta House, I think, aware all of that. Yes, just to talk to someone, I suppose, yeah, yeah, isn't it it mad that, um, obviously, I wanted to bring up this topic on the podcast, and uh, maybe I thought in the back of my head it. You know, because we have the stereo image of of the brilliant mothers and happy families and all that. You have your situation where your mum was sick and you were bringing her to the hospital and blah, blah, blah. And Tommy, you spoke openly there about your situation. I spoke to my mother on a Sunday night and she was perfect. Oh, well, she was. She had a chest infection. And then she didn't answer the phone the next day when I was on Today FM after, because she'd always answer the phone and say, that was a good show. I was filling in for Anton Savage. No answer. No answer at one o'clock, no answer at two o'clock. I spoke to her on the Sunday night from Camden Court Hotel where I was staying for a week, filling in on Today FM. And then I drove to Navin and I walked in and found her. Isn't that yeah, mad? And that's a shock, like. Well, right today, how much of a shock yeah, you, she shock was there you were on in? And she wasn't there on a Monday. Yeah. Because I don't know if you remember, you probably don't even remember this, but <coughs> you walked into the room and you found your mum. And about five minutes after that, I phoned you. And I was phoning you from some sort of, uh, on, on some kind of crack level, right? And so this is a, an amazing thing how in the, in the, where people are in shock and what they do, right? Of course, so, yeah. The so, so I phoned up and I can't remember, we must have been doing some sort of work at the time. We're about to do some sort of work. And I says, hey, how are you, how's it going? Do you ever think it is? And he, he told me what happened. And he said, Tommy, I'm after walking in. And she's there in the bed. She's there in the bed, Tommy. And uh, yeah, she's there. She's up. And you, you kept kind of repeating it over and over. She's in the bed, Tommy. And she's very, yep. Myself and Freddie are just after walking in. Yep. Yep. And then I'll never forget you saying this lie because you were kind of, you were in shock. And part of being in shock is not really coping with what's happening. You kind of said, well, anyway, look, I uh, better go now. <laughs> yeah, I know. Because you don't know what to say, don't you? You're kind of like, well, look, should I be talking to you? Right, yeah, 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 yeah. She's dead in the bed there. Look, uh, I'll be talking to you. Good luck. <laughs> Well, there's a side of it that's so there practical a, yeah, then, you know, that you have to kick into practical mode. Within, within 15 minutes, I had Paddy Fitzsimons and the parish priest and then the apple tarts. And the fucking lasagna and sandwiches. And, and, and the soup and the soup. And everything. And it was just mad. And I just think that uh, in this life that we're living, um, whether you... you uh, 
Whatever your relationship with your mother. Your fucking neck is still killing me. By Where, whatever your relationship with your mother is. Tilted over to the side. We just want to say to the mothers of Ireland out there and to all mothers all over the world, we love you. Tour Ara. Tour Ara. Mind your mother. You've only got Mind one. yourselves. Mind yourselves. Mind your mother. Because you've only got one. Uh, what, what was Big Tom's song? a song. Gentle Mother or something. Mind your mother. Is it, what, what's the best no, mother the, song? The, I know, you know mother. the song. The, the song I love the most is in Father Ted when Owen Mac Love sings about my lovely Mayo mammy. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is part of the Acast Creator Network. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss quality sleep is essential that's why the sleep number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature sleep number smart beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together jd power ranks sleep number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store and now save 50 percent on the sleep number limited edition smart bed for a limited time for jd power 2023 award information visit jdpower.com awards only at a sleep number store or sleepnumber.com hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Um, what's your favorite day of the week, would you say now? Definitely Friday evening from seven o'clock onwards. <laughs> what what goes on then? That's pretty. Specific. That's pretty definite. Because it's fr- it's the weekend and the next morning you can. I, I, I love what going the fuck have you been doing all week what? though? No, what about you a lovely? You do fuck happen? all during the week anyway. <laughs> why, why would you be tired of a Friday? I used to like it, so now I just continue on with that. Friday evening, point. seven o'clock. Get right. out. Pro nationwide. Yeah, yeah. Get ready to. I love going out on a Friday night. I absolutely love it because you can have the worst hangover and it's Saturday. Fine. I hate Sundays. Hate them. Yeah. Okay. So again. Not that I do a whole pile on a Monday, but you know I don't. Or Tuesday, or Wednesday, or Thursday, <laughs> but but I but I don't like. It's that's ingrained in us since we were kids. On a Sunday evening at half eight, Glen Row would come on, and you would be fucked because you either didn't have your homework yeah. done, or the next morning was school, and it wasn't a pleasure pleasant experience. No, so uh, at seven thir- seven of an evening Friday. Yeah, all your caref- your carefree yeah. Friday evenings at seven o'clock. Specifically seven, because if you're working, you're home by six. Good woman. What's yours? It depends on what era you're talking about now, what age you, you see. I know, I think a, that's a, a Friday a... evening at six o'clock, seven o'clock for a 16-year-old or a 21-year-old or a 50-year-old, they're all different dynamics there, aren't they? Yeah, but they're still, it's still a very carefree time of the week. 
like you could be going to a football match. Mm. You could be just putting on the fire to watch telly for the night. You could be going out. You could have people around. I'm know. very fond of a Tuesday morning. Really? Yeah. Is that because of the because you you know we're coming and you like us coming to visit? No, um, it's because <laughs> that was very definite. I just like there's a kind of a, a Monday would you'd have the weight of the week on your back of a Monday, but on Tuesday it's like you could, now you decide what's happening. Like Monday, the days are in charge. Tuesday, you take control of the week. Mm. Mm. And I, I, as you know. Mm. I get up at 4.30 every morning. Yes, we're aware of that. To let the dog out. To let the dog out. Yes. And uh, Tell us about that. I just love that. I love, I love getting up that hour of the morning. The moon this morning at half past six was phenomenal. It was like the garden was floodlit. It was one of those... The Irish for moon is Gialach, is that right? The brightness. Nice. The brightness in the... That looked beautiful. The moon has been spectacular the last couple of nights. Full moon, The brightness. Say. And the green... The What that is... There's no, there's no other meaning to green but I think the Gaelic is the brightness it's fucking gorgeous and the moon this morning was the light out of it it was phenomenal it was like it yeah, was a spaceship we, hovering it, above the garden so that meant it was and I was about to be abducted and fellas doing experiments on me which has happened before but we'll get to that another day <laughs> um, but I, I, it was so morning. beautiful and it was it wasn't raining this morning here in Barna it was just beautiful warm morning and I was out in the garden for about an hour. Just the stars were out. It was beautiful black. I knew that the, no one in the house would be getting up another hour or two. I could go up. I could wander around. I could do whatever. Just, yeah. Monday, the, the pressure of the week is ahead of you on a Monday. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And to be honest with you... Monday 11 o'clock is an awful time. Uh, Nobody to, likes Monday. No, but and, and to be honest, Monday starts on Sunday. That's when Monday starts. Monday starts at about 20 past 8 on a Sunday night. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, then, and it goes on until... Near near the end of Monday. Do you know that feeling at a Monday at about a quarter past half ten, and you feel as if you're up about eight hours, and and you're flicking through the radio, and you said, "Well, I have a cup, the first cup of tea of the day." It drags on, doesn't it? Oh, it's a killer Monday, and if it's raining, I like when you get. It. What about Wednesday? What about Wednesday? About four o'clock Wednesday mm. in the afternoon. Yes. No. You know what you're having for dinner, which is a lovely thing. We in never Ireland. know what we're having for dinner. I, I was oh, no, we I know what we're having for dinner. We don't know. We don't. We don't know till the van calls round. <laughs> drops the box with the yeah. music with the music what? that's good it's uh, a surprise every day this woman comes round uh, more Manny Hine the van and she, she doesn't she, drop off ready made dinners uh, six days a week she does yeah it's called Meals on Wheels yeah they, they, you pay for that like I don't know whether you're I and, I, whether and, and I forget what I order I don't know whether you're serious or tell me please tell me you don't order ready to make meals there's a woman down the road who said that she would love to make dinner for me oh, anytime nice. I wanted so I said, "Look, there's five. Every day. I said, "There's there's five of us in the house. Could that's you do six? Could you do six days a week?" And she gulped, and then I know that it was that done out of generosity, and it's probably it's weighing on her a little bit now, just the effort of it, because the kids free. would be pernickety. She's doing it for free. The kids would be. She's doing it for free. Is she? She said like she's yeah. dropping six meals a day, six days a week, five meals a day. Yeah. Out, of, out of generosity. Yes. And, <laughs> That's a lot of Tupperware. It's like when someone gives you an apple tart and you said, oh, can I have another one of them every day? If somebody comes to my house with an apple tart, I fire it into the bin the minute they're gone. Do you? Oh, we can't eat it. Get rid of it. And then I hate this. Oh, put it in the fridge for a while. Put it in the fridge. Get rid of it. Why do you like other people's apple tarts? Because we'll have a little bit of it and then it's always there. Get rid of it. 
So, so, you, so, so, hang, so, so you're not going to eat it because you eat a little bit of it. Yeah, because we're not big uh, apple tart eaters in our house. Oh, why not? And you don't, and I what? hate these people. Put it in the press. We'll add that later on. Four days later, it's there. Get rid of it. Out. Nobody puts apple tarts in the press. Or the fridge. Well, where are you supposed to put them? On the worktop? Yeah. Beside where you oven. make tea. Yeah. Just enticing you to eat it. Anyway, more, I, I, anyway how Wednesdays. long has she been doing this? About six months. <laughs> it's nice Since the start of lockdown. Tommy, you're only joking. You're telling me that you don't cook meals. None of us in the house cook meals. On a Sunday, we eat out. I'm on, I'm on about during the week. Oh, You're so about... she brings Maura... them six days and she, then you eat out. We eat out on a Sunday. So she does Monday to Saturday. She doesn't, Tommy. There's no way. You're only lying In fairness, here. the only thing no, he has in the here. kitchen is this cups. This is not normal. He doesn't have any plates or anything. Be... So what she does is she comes. No she... way. I'm going to check this with your missus. No way. Her, they, her. Uh, what did you eat... have last night? We had some kind of chicken with hot stuff and hot garlicky stuff in the middle of it. I didn't like it. She's only lying here. And does she give Roast you potatoes as well? Oh, yeah. The whole lot, yeah. Everything. And does she bring it on plates or does she... She brings it on plates and then what she does is she takes she the plates... She plates up. ...from the previous day. Oh, yeah. So we've, 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 it's just we've, like we've Meals on Wheels. We've always one set of plates extra. Yeah. But the, the, the boys don't eat... Uh, one of the kids only eats white food. Well, white coloured food? Yeah. So, like so chicken and potatoes and but he won't eat chicken turnips so he just does he just does kind of spuds and cheese mainly what's our best <laughs> and pasta and what, the, and what do they really look forward to from modern any kind she does amazing shepherd's pie she puts a phenomenal amount of salt into it which I love now Yvonne has got my wife has got the hump because uh, it's like so tasty um, right. you know but that's uh, yeah, more, six more days a week can I just get this clarify this yeah. here for nothing as well and do you feel bad now after six, six months that you're she's she's get bringing it and you're not giving her anything? I don't feel bad, but I do notice that her husband uh, kind of is getting annoyed. He just I meet him up at GA training and he's not doesn't really talk to you anymore. No, I think she's run ragged with it. That's a hundred. She, that's she a probably hundred. has about six kids at home herself, does she? I don't know where she. I don't know anything about her really. Okay. <laughs> I've but you wouldn't get to the door, no. So, Moira Manny Kine is coming down with 30 meals a week. That's 120 a month. That's 740 meals every six months for free to your house. <laughs> I'm dying over here. That is, I tell you, I... I 740 If you rang her meals. ahead now and said that we were staying today for the dinner, would she put an extra two in? I could do it for tomorrow, but not for today. Oh. When is the last time you cooked on a Wednesday or a Tuesday at seven o'clock? Since o'clock. before lockdown. February. I have tears coming down my eyes. It's not reality. I like Maura. I wouldn't mind. Have, if there's any neighbours of mine listening to the podcast and fa- they want to make fantasy, dinner for me. This is fantasy land here. That's it. Another week on the Tommy and Hector show with Lorita Blewett. We hope you enjoyed it. Thank you all for subscribing and downloading not only here in Ireland but all over the world on Apple and Spotify and iTunes on Google Play. We are over the moon with the way it's going. That's it. We have to say goodbye. We will see you next week. Mas more and hen house posse.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.